Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jocelyn. And your co-host, Raya. We've had a break in a case here in North Dakota after 15 years of going completely cold. Anita Knutson's killer has been arrested. Yes. Yes. Now, we don't know what evidence they have that is new, but we're going to review everything that we do know. I feel it's important we discuss this case because the series on oxygen called Cold Justice is the only reason that investigators were able to move forward and solve this case. Uh-oh. It really shows that even if we are just a podcast or are just fans dedicated to helping solve cold cases, we're all capable of assisting in solving even the coldest of cases. That's actually really nice to hear that something on a series helped solve the case. Yeah, it's really cool. And I mean, they actually did provide them with like more staff and stuff to help investigating. Mm. But it really sets the precedent that these police stations can ask for help if they need it. It's not some embarrassing thing. Well, I mean, they always get attacked when they do ask for help on social media, so... Well, like, Oxygen has a lot more resources than us, so they actually gave them, like, extra investigators. Yeah, that's nice. So, I mean, that's a little different, I think, too, but it's okay to ask for help if you guys are struggling with a case. We'd rather see that than have it go completely dead. Yes. Anita had just finished up her freshman year at Minot State University. She was an elementary education major, which is very common here in North Dakota. We live in the middle of nowhere, so if you're going to survive, you'll likely focus on education, sports, or literally anything to do with plants. Like weed. Whether it be... (laughs) I was going to say, whether it be agriculture, forestry, or even hemp production. (laughs) It's just what you do here. But pause, it's not even legal there, so fuck It's not. Yeah, it's like medical marijuana is a thing, but yeah, it's just really weird. But despite that being a popular major, I do have to say that she was one of those people who you could like literally tell belonged in their major just by like looking at them. Mm. I just have to say she looks like she just had one of those souls that were meant to work with children and her family's description of her sticks to that narrative. They describe her as beautiful, charismatic, and joyful, and how she was truly just enjoying her experience at Minot State University while surrounded by friends. That makes me so sad. Me too, and I feel like having a lot of friends actually makes it really difficult in a murder investigation because suddenly you have so many suspects, and I really believe part of that Mm. is why this was so difficult to solve. Especially when it's like, has to do with being around a university too, like... She's met so many people. Yeah, you just never know. And while we don't know exactly what happened when Anita walked into her apartment on that late afternoon of June 1st, 2007, we do know that she stopped answering her father's calls for the next three days. Now, this is very strange for Anita. From what I can tell, it sounds like she had always kept on communication with her family during her university stay. And Anita's father quickly became worried. Well, I would definitely too, and that's just really strange. Yeah, it's super out of character for her, so, like, big red flag. And it always, like, real fucks me up when, like, a murder or anything happens in, like, apartments or houses, because that's, like, so, so personal, so scary. Almost all of us live somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I mean... I hope we all live somewhere. I mean, people not experiencing homelessness. I shouldn't laugh about that because that is a thing. That's very much a thing. 
On day three of no contact, Anita's father decided he was just going to make the one-hour drive to her apartment and, I mean, make sure everything was okay. And for a brief second, I imagine that seeing Anita's car parked outside gave him the slightest tinge of relief. But when he went to knock on the door, Anita never answered. I feel like it must be hard for him because she had a lot of friends and people that could probably have checked on her sooner. Yeah, and I mean, now that you say that, she did have, like, a friend that, I mean, he had, like, unrequited love for her, but they still seemed to be friends, so I don't, like, he lived in the same apartment complex, and she also had a roommate. Like, if you don't answer me after 20 minutes, I'm about to, like, call the police, so. Dude, yeah, that's very true, and I mean, she is in her, just finished up, like, her freshman year, like, Maybe he was thinking like, oh, maybe she just went out. Maybe she's changing a little bit. But also I feel like, um, I don't know, as parents, I feel like you're more likely to go in person than ask their friends. Yeah, definitely not blaming the father. Just weird that nobody like checked on her. No, I totally agree though. Like, why didn't the roommate notice something for three days? Gordon begged the apartment manager to let him in. This wasn't like Anita and he was riddled with fear. His request was quickly denied out of fear of repercussion if she let him in without his daughter's permission. Man, see, that's so difficult, too. Like, it shouldn't be like that. It totally is. I mean, you don't know if, like, she has an estranged relationship with her father, so it's really hard to be that judge of whether you should let them in or not. Yeah, I would be like, bitch, if you do not let me in, I'm knocking the sword down. You take your pick. And I'm sure that that was what went on because they did argue Mm -hmm. for a little bit. And I mean, absolutely devastated. Gordon almost gives up when the maintenance man, who was also the apartment manager's boyfriend, overheard their conversation. And he brings some concerns to Gordon. He says that he noticed her bedroom window seems to have been slashed with a knife and is clearly visible from the outside of her apartment because the screen had fallen to the ground. With a knot in his stomach that only a parent could have, he made his way to the window in question. And what he saw would change his life forever. I'm sorry, sir, but you noticed that maybe a slash was in a window and you didn't, like, call the police or... Yeah, it is pretty weird. Call the people at the apartments, like... Anita was in her bedroom, lying on the bed, and while I want to tell you that she was just catching up on sleep and the father took a deep sigh of relief, we all know that that is not what happened. Anita was lying on her mattress, blood seeping out from under her. Her body was only partially covered in the robe that she wore that day. Man, I can't even imagine, like, seeing your daughter like that. I can't either, and, like, ugh, I don't know, it's just horrific to think about. No parent should, nobody, actually, should ever have to witness something like that. And the apartment manager quickly changed her tune and allowed Gordon into the apartment. As he rushed to his daughter's side, I can only imagine he pleaded with the universe that his daughter was alright. But when he finally made it into the room, Anita was cold to the touch. Her mattress so soaked with blood that it dripped down to the floor. Man. Horrified, Gordon called 911 and the investigation began. And you have to think, like, he came here alone and... Anita has, you know, her mom at home. She has three siblings. They're all adopted. Like, it's just horrible. Yeah, it's just something that should have never happened, obviously. And Anita's belongings were all accounted for. 
The only piece of evidence left was a bloody pocket knife left in the sink. The knife did not belong to Anita or her roommate, which is especially odd because that means the killer had actually purchased the knife or brought it from another location. This shows us that this was potentially premeditated. It's also strange that they left it. Yeah, I mean, that's the literal murder weapon. And I mean, I feel like they attempted to make it at least look like they left it through the window. So why would you leave a knife and then go through a window that you slashed? Or maybe somebody was coming and they got freaked out. Something like that. Maybe. Forensics got right to work on this case and were never able to confirm a time of death. But they did narrow it down to June 3rd, which is really difficult for me to believe. I mean, if Anita was regularly communicating with her family daily, why didn't she respond on the 1st? I mean, she wasn't even going to work, so was Anita held against her will, or is this time of death inaccurate? I mean, it's more likely that it's kind of inaccurate. Yeah, and I mean, they were never able to say for sure, so I think that that's likely what we should lean towards. We also know that the crime scene was altered after Anita's death because the window screen was found outside on the ground and it had her blood on it and the knife markings show that it was cut from the inside. So somebody was already in the apartment or got let in? This actually makes it very likely that the killer staged the scene to look like someone had broken in, but they likely already had a key. I mean, they didn't do a fucking good job. No, not <laughs> at all. I mean, they, they killed Anita they cut the screen which left the blood and then they pushed it out and then that was it like that was their whole staging you could have fucking done anything else to make it look more real like like literally just hiding the murder weapon would have been a better you know time spent (laughs) at least take the fucking murder weapon like right like murder 101 guys (laughs) take the murder weapon i'm surprised that took 15 years because of how awful this crime scene was staged it's really bad i'm just talking shit because i hate murders so fuck you same this detail helped police narrow down suspects because they were likely looking for someone who had access to anita's apartment this narrowed it down to the maintenance man who had already tipped off the father about the window because he did have a key to anita's apartment and he immediately became a suspect Man, fuck. Imagine, like, telling somebody your suspicions and then you become a suspect. Yeah, that would really suck. Be like, that's why people don't want to tell you shit. Right? Tyler Schultz, a man who lived in the same apartment and expressed unrequited love for Anita, was witnessed standing just outside of the police tape, gawking at the scene. Police considered his behavior to be odd because he wasn't very emotional But, I mean, if we've learned anything from our podcast, it's that everyone deals with death differently. Still, police did find it odd that Tyler was able to tell them when he last spoke to Anita. Like, I mean, literally the exact time. That's interesting how he wasn't worried, like, the week she just stopped responding to everybody. Yeah, and I mean, they did notice, like, he wasn't crying or anything. Like, he wasn't, like, noticeably upset, and his behavior was just really off. Hmm. Now, with that being said, um, he did state that Anita's aunt actually asked him what time he had talked to her, so he went back to his apartment and looked at their chats on the computer, so that's why he knew. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just kind of weirded out at the fact that he loved her so much, but... Well, and you do have to think it's unrequited, so just because he loves her doesn't mean she wants him, like, in her life as much as he wants. Mm. 
So I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how much they talk. Okay, that makes sense then. The last witness was Anita's roommate, Nicole. Sorry, the last suspect was Anita's roommate, Nicole Rice, who we now know is the killer of Anita Knudsen. At the time, she said she was studying at her parents' house during the time of the murder. Still, Nicole and Anita had a very strained relationship at the time of her death. Hmm. So just like Gabby Petito's case, we see parents covering up their children's tracks for murder, and I absolutely fucking hate it. Hmm. And I guess Nicole's mother even, like, showed up to Anita's funeral and started a verbal altercation with her mom because... She was upset the police even interviewed her. Can we all just agree that just because you're a fucking parent doesn't mean you have to be, like, I don't know, protecting them over every little thing? Like, if your kid potentially killed somebody, first off, let the police do their fucking job. And second off, like, maybe don't give them just all of this love when they took somebody else's children from them how would you fucking feel yeah and deadass i would literally like why are they not in prison yeah they i mean they literally like harbored a criminal and i mean i like to think that the mom just didn't know that she really did murder her but i hope she feels like a real fucking asshole now that we have the information we know like come on you really went to a funeral and acted like that either way you should not be a fucking karen when your child's a suspect, especially at a funeral, like how awful of a person do you have to be to go to somebody's children's funeral and cause a fucking scene? Yeah, I feel like that could have waited until after the funeral. Like, okay, cause a scene, I don't care, but don't do it at a funeral. Yeah, you're not a good person, lady. No. And despite what we know now, the police didn't have any evidence to really go against. So they continued their investigation. One suspect was a mysterious man who was seen fleeing the general vicinity of Anita's apartment. A composite sketch was quickly drawn up, and when the man was found and questioned, he was no longer a suspect. And this guy actually saw the composite and called and was like, yeah, it was me, but like this, you know, is what I was doing. Okay. They began questioning any workers in the area because there was a building with a roof that was being repaired near her apartment. But this became literally impossible because the company was using a staffing service, so they were never able to really track down all of the workers. Which is very interesting because you would be able to anyway. Yeah, I almost wonder if maybe it was under the table work and they just didn't want to, like, say that because... Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, or maybe they were using, like, multiple agencies and just didn't, like, help them out enough to figure it out. I have no idea. Yeah. Police even began questioning people in the community, essentially grasping at straws in hopes that they would find somebody suspicious. Unfortunately, they never found anyone. This is actually a breath of fresh air considering, like, the last few cases we've done, the police are not helpful. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely trying in this, which is really surprising because when I saw the case, I'm like, 15 years, like, there's no way they were trying. But they were. I mean, even through the whole 15 years, they were retesting they were interviewing people like they were doing everything that they could but when you think about it like north dakota we don't have much of a population here so they Mm -hmm. probably just don't have enough staff and i think that's what turned the investigation around is just having that resource to reach out and get somebody to help them like nothing happens there it's there's nobody no yeah we like we'll have murders here and there um we do have an issue but nothing like Grand Rapids. No, not compared to where, like, yeah, Grand Rapids has gotten so bad. 
not nothing compared to that. I mean, I think Grand Rapids has more of a population than this whole state, but I might be wrong. <laughs> I mean, it definitely has a bigger population than your state, Michigan does. So, I mean, they're really trying. I don't have a single complaint for the police. And as time went on and Anita was laid to rest, and the case slowly began cooling off until another woman on Minot campus was attacked by an unknown male. Unfortunately, the police did not believe these two cases were connected and quickly shut down the community's concerns, which they were correct to do that. That case was not connected, and we absolutely know that now. Not every case that happens in the same vicinity are connected. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, unfortunately, that type of assault is really common on any campus I, I hate it but it's true yeah time continues to pass by and police become very suspicious of tyler because he showed what they considered obsessive behavior but all he really did was create a facebook page to help solve the case and i mean personally i don't find that super unusual when someone you love dies in a mysterious circumstance not knowing can tear you apart and i think we can all agree that her family deserved the closure that they finally received and also i'm sure that he noticed that i mean the case wasn't fucking solved so let's try exactly i mean it's been years tyler did submit a dna sample and was ruled out as far as we know i mean we can't be certain because this case has kept evidence very under wraps but I'm fairly certain they would have arrested him if he didn't pass. Yeah, and also murderers don't typically submit to DNA samples unless forced. Yeah, exactly. The case went dead yet again, and rumors began flying around that investigators had not run the DNA that was covered at the scene. However, this is quick. However, this is quickly put to bed. The DNA was tested by everyone they interviewed, and it just wasn't a match. Man, people creating rumors even though, like, they're actually doing their job? Come on. Yeah, there was a lot of uproar about this case, and yet they're doing their fucking job this time. I get to, like, be upset, but, like, know your facts first. Exactly. Now, what is literally so sad about this case is that one of our suspects, who we now know did not kill Anita, took his own life in 2007. And I often wonder if his demise would have been different had he just not been one of the main suspects in the media's eyes. Man, that's really terrible. Pretty awful. Was he, like, bullied and, like... I don't know if he was, but I know that that was definitely the main theory that the internet took from this case, was that he did it. Yeah. And this wasn't the only person who fell victim to suicide because of this case. Anita's brother would be found dead in the same year. He took his life as his sister's was taken from him with a knife. But this time, police were certain it was self-inflicted. Man, imagine, like, losing both of your kids in this. Oh, God. I can't even. And in his obituary, it does state that Anita's killer took both of their lives. And I totally agree with them. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things. Like, it's a snowball effect. Like, one thing alters a bunch of things. Yeah, absolutely. This, These two people might still be alive if Anita was never killed. After this, a reward was set at 20500 in hopes somebody would finally come forward. And it was later increased to 25000 Despite Anita's case going cold, the police and Anita's family never gave up. 
Additional testing has been sent throughout the years, and police continue to do everything they could to find Anita's killer. I mean, they even took DNA from literally all 40 suspects they spoke with. Wow, that's really awesome that they're actually really focused on this case. They were, and I mean, 15 years have gone by, and I don't think anyone ever expected to get answers on this case. But three days ago, Nicole was arrested for the murder of her roommate, Anita Knutson. While we do not know what new evidence police were able to uncover after all of these years, we do know that they reached out to Oxygen's Cold Justice, who were able to provide them with additional investigators so they could crack this case. The police department never stopped trying to solve Anita Knutson's case. They just needed a little help to get the job done. The Minot police station has set the precedent for the world. It's okay to ask for help from outside sources when it comes to a complicated case like Anita Knutson's. And we will update the description as new things come available because I am very curious to know why she did it and what new evidence led to the arrest. Yes, I'm very, very curious to know her motive. I mean, I guess they did have, um, they really just like didn't get along, it sounded like. So, I mean, I guess she killed her for that. I mean. But I want to, I want to, there's got to be more, right? Number one. I mean, I don't, you and kill someone. I don't get along with a lot of people, but I'm not going to go murder them. Exactly. Like, there had to have been more or mentally unstable. I don't know. I really don't. There's many ways to go about it besides killing somebody. <laughs> yes, seriously. Guys, killing people is not the answer to conflict. Like, divorce people, leave the roommate situation. Like, there's so many options. Yeah. Please just go to therapy if you're having thoughts of killing people. Please. It's that... I don't want to say it's that easy, but, like, it's better than killing someone, so... Yeah, because this this bitch is going away for, like, ever, so you just fucking ruined your life. Yeah, she very likely will get life without parole, but I don't think they, you know, the trial hasn't, like, happened, so... That's what we're looking at. And like you said, she, she killed probably three people, not just one. Yeah, absolutely. When when judges look at these cases, they, a lot of them, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them look at, like, how much pain and suffering this family has gone through for the last 15 years. How many people have committed suicide in result of this one murder? I mean, there's no way she's getting away with just a couple of years on this case. Not to mention how long she got away with it. Yeah, definitely. Did she show any remorse? I don't think that she did. I mean, she was still playing the sad friend. Like, there's literally Facebook posts from her not too long ago saying how much she missed her. And it's crazy to think, like, she was going on 15 years just pretending everything's normal. Yeah. Like, I would, cr if I actually murdered somebody, I'd crack in three days. Like, you have to be, cr like, a special yeah. kind of person to, <laughs> to person to hide that shit for to act normal like that or to like like you said on Facebook oh I miss her so much like what yeah I cannot imagine I cannot imagine killing somebody that I lived with and then just being like eh, it's fine I'll go on with my life nobody suspe suspects me I would have so much anxiety every time I saw a police officer 
let alone be able to hold up a fucking alibi like that. Yeah, I wouldn't even be in the country anymore, like... No, I would, yeah, straight up, like, if I ever do anything and I'm just, like, gone, I already left the country, because, like, there's no way I'm staying. No, because, like, 15 years later, you could just be minding your business. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> this chick really, like, 15 years go by, and she's like, you know what? I fucking did it. Like, I got away with it. And then she got, she got fucking caught. That's, like, the best ending, though. Can you imagine? Best ending. Ugh. And, like, she didn't even, like, move out of North Dakota, seriously. It's crazy. I'd at least move out of state. Like, I would be mortified. Do you ever think, like, you ran across her since living there? Like... I've never seen her. I did see... I've seen a photo of her, and I've never seen her. Well, like, but that you doesn't could just mean, be grocery like, shopping, yeah. and she could have just been there. Yeah, that doesn't mean I haven't, uh, like, accidentally ran into her. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Well, with your ADHD brain, like, I can't trust what your brain has picked yeah, up. Yeah, I so. wouldn't even notice. I'm mean, <laughs> face blind. Like, I literally don't recognize people in public. <laughs> so, anyways, I mean, we know that there's so many cold cases out there, so I implore everybody to, like, look them up in your state. Like, but, yeah, check out your cold cases in your state. Like, they're public if they've gone cold. Yeah, anyway. All right, bye. Bye.